It's time to watch The Muppet Show with special guest Lou Rawls. the notes pulling up the notes megan 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 who's our guest again lou rawls oh yeah megan i'm like i think we're still we were vibing so hard on that elton john episode that this episode this episode falls a little flat it's time to watch the muppets can i just tell you when um scooter comes in and he's like mr rawls 15 seconds or whatever. Uh-huh. There's a picture of Kermit and Piggy in the background. Did you notice that? Is there? No. There is. I didn't notice that. I don't know if it's always there to see if or I if I just it noticed this... it in this episode. No, I can't see it in the still but that they have on the notes. there is a picture of the two of them together. Really? Yes. Are they like, are they close? Yeah. They're close in the photo? Yeah. Cheek to cheek? Not cheek to cheek, but like hand holding maybe? Hand holding. Damn. Know. First base. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's time to watch the Muppets. I think that's up at bat. (laughs) They're up at bat. They're up at bat together. (laughs) Cold open Sam the Eagle tells Lou Rawls that he respects his talent and has followed his career from the very beginning. He adds, it's just too bad it has to end here. That was funny. It was funny. Good job, Sam the Eagle. Um, are you, I, I, okay. I know the name Lou Rawls. I was not familiar, I don't think, with him. I don't think I know the name. I'm, I wasn't familiar with him, and I didn't recognize him. You know show. neither hide nor hair of Lou Rawls. No, hide nor hair, no. Lou Rawls, let's see. Lou Rawls was an actor and R&B singer with a four-octave range. His notable hits from the 1970s include You'll Never Find Another Love Like Mine. Oh, you'll never find... Yeah, I can And Lady Love. He was also the singing voice in the Garfield TV specials that aired on CBS during the 1980s and the 1990s. That's pretty perfect. Rawls sang the alphabet in an insert from the Sesame from Sesame Street episode 43. He was also a guest performer on the Muppet Show. Oh, yeah, we're doing this episode now. <laughs> Lou Rawls died of lung cancer on January 6th, 2006. We're getting very close to January 6th right now. Actually, the January 6th that's just ben, happened. That's Lisa's son's birthday. Is it? Yep. Also very famously the yeah, same day as famously, the insurrection. Oh my god. Yeah, he was born on the insurrection day. <laughs> but not that day exactly. But I'm sure some kids out there are. Did you see, do you remember from like the Sarah Silverman program in Bob's Burgers, Jay Johnston? He played Officer Jay on yes. the Sarah Silverman show. You know he was at the insurrection, right? Oh yeah, I, he was I saw recently that. recently arrested. Oh my god. Yikes to that. Yikes, bikes. Happy one year anniversary. To the insurrection. Oh, God. Um, okay. Wipe, wipe, wipe. Bing bong! <laughs> <laughs> what you want to do in the Take me to Take dinner. Me to yeah. dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Bing bong! I'm sorry, that's probably the greatest thing that came out of 2020. And you know what that is? The, the sound of the New York subway. <laughs> Bing bong! <laughs> Fozzie Bear was supposed to... you see these dogs (laughs) outside, just know I'm going upstairs, right? (laughs) 
love that so much. Really, I'm sure nobody knows why they love that so much. I don't think any. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why I love it. It's hilarious. It's great. But I've also had enough of it. Like when I'm scrolling, yeah. like okay, move on. Quoting it in real life is funny. I'm like, I'm like, how come I haven't seen it lately? Uh-huh. Oh boy. Like, and then, like, as soon as I go to Manhattan, I just want somebody to, like, say that to me. <laughs> Someone just comes out with their phone, and they're like, what do you want to say? Yeah. What do you want to say to Byron? Take me out to dinner. <laughs> oh, oof. Fozzie Bear was supposed to perform the opening number on roller skates. However, the act needs a bit more rehearsal. And so, with the opening number a bust, he suddenly finds... We suddenly find ourselves at guest star time. Lou Rawls sings Groovy People with the Sleaze Brothers. You know, I was watching uh, RuPaul's Drag Race uh, Season 8, mm-hmm. and um, that's the season with Bob the Drag Queen, if you're from Oh, I know who Bob is, yeah. yeah. And um, they had an episode where they had to, like, roller skate down the runway. Oh, and really? And I literally just... In full... Yeah, get drag. Up. Full drag. Uh, so, Yeah. Now we're watching this, so it's like Muppets and drag queens are like similar to me in a way. The roller skate thing. Okay, so for Christmas, my wife bought me the Sesame Street Lego Ideas. Oh kit, yeah, and it's I'm I'm really I'm obsessed with it. Like I was like, I finished building it. It took me maybe six hours, eight hours, something like that. So I I just finished it, and I was like rearranging the figures and. um I, like, That's so adorable. Like, just imagine you, like, we were playing, and we're like, he's going to go here. He came with roller skates, so I was, like, setting him up that one of the legs is behind him. Uh, so I was like, and my wife just goes, look at you playing with your Lego set. And I was like, I'm not playing. I'm like, I'm arranging it. Yeah. And she was like, okay, sure. Do you love it, though? It looks so cool. Like, all the it's things. so cool. I love that, um, what did you post? Um, the hypodermic needles. And they're. It was so freaking weird. But, I'm like, why did it come with these? But they go to the mailbox, right? It's, yeah, they made the legs to the mailbox. But they were literally Lego syringes. Like, if you bought a Lego hospital. Yeah. We'd say. And I, I'm, I opened it. I'm like, Why? Why? Are there syringes? And there was five of them. Mm-hmm. So then I like... I like that one I of, of your... I, of course, mom- had to immediately COVID stage booster, them giving, yeah. Yeah, giving Big Bird his booster shot to upset Ted Cruz. But <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. So then I... It was one of the last things I had to do was build this mailbox. And it's so funny how, like, everything can be something else. Yeah. In Lego, you know? Like, well, you they had to the do that. In a, uh, they had to do that a while back. Um when I was in, I don't know if I was in undergrad or grad school, I can't remember, but I know I had like a business case study on Lego uh-huh. and um, they actually had to, they had a problem with supply chain because it's like every kit, every set had like custom mm-hmm. molds to each of these Lego. Yeah. So to save on supply chain and money and plastic, uh-huh. they reuse molds now. So yeah. I'm, I think that's interesting. So like, okay, you know how Oscar the Grouch, like famously he loves those inchworms, you know, like he collects oh, yeah. worms. One of the inchworms that you assemble next to him is actually a heart. It's an orange heart piece that just has the sticker of an inchworm in it. And it, you wouldn't notice that it's a heart unless... I also had hearts that I had to assemble in yeah. another spot. I'm like, oh, this is the same piece, just with a different sticker on it. That's so you know? cute. The whole thing, it's it's over-detailed. I can't explain it I any like other way. I like that, Like, I, in Mr. Hooper's grocery store, I assembled a full shelf of, like, knickknacks and stuff that would be for sale. And you can't see it unless, literally, unless you're assembling it. Yeah. Or you're, like, 
put your whole you know eye in, in the door. And then you take a piece of it off to show somebody. Yeah. It's so freaking cool. Yeah, that is amazing. I, I really, I don't know, I've, I've, I haven't seen a cooler kit yet. And this was, I think, the biggest one that I've ever assembled. I'm obsessed with it. It's really beautiful. So I, I was, can't wait to see it in person. I can't wait to show you in yeah. person and just be like, hi, Megan, you want to be Elmo? Because <laughs> you la, can move him around. La, 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 la. Elmo's world. I was like hesitant to put up some of the more recent pieces because there's like, you know that little, I think she's like a, a fairy called Abby Cadabby. Oh, yeah. There's like a thing for her and I was like, I don't want to put her sticker on this wall. I want yeah. this to be like grungy 70s yeah. Sesame Street. I don't want this like yeah. new shit. Exactly. I have a know? Sesame Street coloring book that I've been coloring in and I haven't colored her. Mm-hmm. I've just no, been doing it. like No, uh, I don't want anything to do with the new characters. I know. No, me neither. Not the at newest all. I want is like Telly. Remember Telly? He's like maroon and he has like a Oh, big, yeah. He, what does he have? A blue or yellow nose? Yeah. I love Telly. I think Telly's in uh, Shalom Sesame too. Yeah, I think he is. Mm-hmm. I think he is one of the... the Crossover characters. Yeah, like a yeah. Jewish uh, character. Um, I remember when I was in high school, my mom would have Sesame Street on, and I would have trouble waking up, and I knew that when Elmo's World came on, I was late. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, like they're really late. the Elmo's World segment. Yeah. That I'm means like, it is fuck. 7.30, and yeah. I need to have been out the door. Yeah. Like, school <laughs> starts at 7.30. I'm And fucked. when you live a half an hour away from your high school, yeah. you need to be out the door... I hate this, but, mm-hmm. like, whenever I go somewhere and I meet somebody from, like, who doesn't live in New Jersey, who, like, is from New York or from mm-hmm. Vietnam or from, like, a different country, a different state or whatever, and they're like, oh, have you lived in New Jersey your whole life? And I'm like, mm-hmm. shut up. <laughs> I just want to be like, shut up. Fuck and they're you. like, they're like, oh, well, where did you grow up? And I'm like, this town. And then they're like, okay, where do you live now? And I'm like, this town. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, so not that far, huh? And I'm like, fuck you. It's far. It is a different culture where I live than it where is. I grew up. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. So, bye-bye. I live one town over from where I grew up, and I feel like it's a different culture. Yeah. Because it's a literally, it's a two-mile, it's two square miles, the town. Exactly. I live it three towns over. It has a towny vibe to it. It's not the same it's, as this huge... You know. I can walk everywhere in my town. There's yes. sidewalks everywhere. I can yes. walk to the grocery store, walk to the, the restaurants. Yeah. It's a town. Yeah. It's not like... Versus like where we grew up, that town is, is literally 42 suburban. square miles. Like it's as big as the smallest island of Hawaii. Like, exactly. And there's no like Main Street where yeah. you can like walk down and no. go shop. I mean, they try to make 516 a Main Boot Street, but that's Did not, not. Did not The work. town is too big for there to be one Main Street. Uh-huh. Anyway. Yeah. But I hate when people this ask me that. This is one of those episodes, oh, are you, Megan, are where we're you, like, we're going to talk about local geography yeah, instead of Yeah, were you wrong. born and raised in New Jersey? Yes, I was. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was. You I, don't sound like you're from New Jersey. Guess what? I've been other places, though. I've been other yeah. places. Yeah. Yeah. They're just like, like, people who ask you that question just think that you've never left New Jersey ever. Uh-huh. They're like, you're only no New Jersey. Um, and been I've Jersey. famously like, mm. been to England. I've famously. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm just like, all right. <laughs> Uh, the schedule for tonight's show has been changed since Foggy... Foggy. <laughs> the schedule for tonight's show has changed since Fozzie could not perform the opening number. Scooter arrives backstage to ask Kermit, who goes on next, Fozzie or the newsman? He gets his answer when Fozzie rolls through out of control. Scooter goes to fetch the newsman. Okay. Did not like this episode, but <laughs> I did like this backstage stuff where they were like, they have to move around the show, yes. and like one of their guests, one of their whatever isn't working out, and segments. I completely agree. This also brought up a thing for me where I thought to look up who 
has like I okay. When I was assembling my Lego kit, I realized that Bert, Big Bird came with roller skates, and I was like, "Oh, I can remember Big Bird roller skating." Yeah. And then we're watching this episode, and I'm like, "Oh, Fozzie's on roller skates! Like, what a hard bit to try to do. Why did they do this?" And I ended up googling Big Bird roller skating, and I found out that like this is a thing. Roller skates exist in the Muppets like zeitgeist. As a lot of Muppets have roller skated throughout time. Well, roller skating's big in the 70s, no? That's like kind of like roller discos and roller skating. That's a big... I wish roller discos existed now. Even when we were kids, roller skating was still like... Well, it was roller blading. Yeah, it was roller blading. In the 90s, it was like roller blading was the rage. Where you would go to a party, where you would go to a rink and... Can I tell you that like that's where like... Most of my childhood birthday parties were at the roller oh, skating rink. Absolutely, yeah. Affordable, fun. Uh-huh. The kids just go skating, and yeah. you just whatever, and they get pizza, and that's uh-huh. it. There's benches and a cake. And you would go to no less than like three a year. Oh yeah, right? like you'd just be like. My oh, elementary school had like a, uh-huh. a night there, like. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was fun too. A lot. And I remember like I okay, so growing up we would go to Roller Magic in South Amboy, right? Yep. This is definitely and like an this is a very specific and now episode. Tell me, <laughs> you get invited to that party, mm-hmm. right? You get invited to a roller skating party. If you don't bring that one dollar to upgrade from the roller skates to the roller blades, oh. you might as well be dead. Yeah. Might as well be dead. Might as well be dead. Not you in the nineties, definitely. And you're like, uh, size, whatever. Like, roller please skates. give me the roller can, blades, please. My mom, can you please give me a dollar? My mom forgot to give me the dollar. Oh, I, no. I need roller blades. I can't. They put you in skates. They're going to think I'm a dork. I brought my own, so. Oh. Oh, look at you. You brought your own. Fancy. But you don't understand. I was a very hyper child, uh-huh. so, like, my parents had to put me, oh, like, outside out. in burn sports. Do yep. this. Oh, you want roller blades? Go outside forever. And go <laughs> skate. I had rollerblades. I love my rollerblades too. We would play roller hockey in like the alley oh, yeah. of my house. It was the best. With the ball, with the blue ball. Oh yeah. Yes. I liked to um I really liked to play goalie. Because I'd be like rah, rah, yeah, rah, yeah. Rah, rah. in my head I was the best, but I'm sure it was just <laughs> a real like, carry price. Everyone was just stupid yeah. or kids, you know. Or I should say you were Brodor. Martin, Bro- oh, Martin absolutely! Brodeur. In my yeah, in my jersey that says like Models on the back, also because I got it from Free Jersey <laughs> Night. So I looked it up, and there was a penguin in an episode of Sesame Street that roller skated. Uh, baby bear in an Why episode. Why did the penguin of roller skate and ice skate? I don't know. That's a good question. Episode three nine nine five. Telly takes care of the grant. Oh, this is from two thousand and two. No, thank you. Bye-bye. I, I have no interest in that. But it's, like, become a thing that there's a lot of... There's, here, look at Valentine's. No joke, Valentine. And Fozzie's on roller skates. I love this. Well, the shape of Fozzie's body. <laughs> he's... Yeah. He's got... He's a very hippie Muppet he's a, there. He's a true Borscht Belt comedian. <laughs> he has, roller like, skates. a zero-mustel body. <laughs> yes, he definitely does. <laughs> he definitely does. Piggy apparently roller skates in the Muppets Take Manhattan, which I guess we'll see soon. When we get to that. But, so I found that this is like a thing. They love to put a Muppet on roller skates. I love and a I mean, Muppet on roller skates. even in this episode, we get to see them. They put them on the Swedish Chef eventually. Oh, yeah. All right. What else burr, do we got burr, burr. I'm sorry. Sidetracked. Muppets News Flash. The newsman reports an... Uh, Muppets News Flash. The newsman reports on an outbreak of mallarditis, a disease which causes people to turn into ducks. This uh, was stupid, but I thought it was kind of cute. Uh, that ending was note. very good. Mm-hmm. 
but it was dumb. He turned. I liked that just his head was a duck, but it was the rest of his body was normal. Doctor Mallard is all I'm thinking of. Up next, we go to <laughs> Veterinarian's Hospital where no patient. No, I'm trying to get you to do it, Doctor Bob. Doctor Bob lost another one of his patients, but by the end of the sketch, he asks who the announcer is, and the announcer answers, "I'm the guy who says." And now, Veterinarian's Hospital: the continuing story of a quack who's gone to the dogs. The sketch gets repeated with slightly adjusted jokes. I thought that was kind of funny. Gotta say, probably my favorite veterinarian's hospital. I think it was really, really good. I did also think, like, if this goes on for another run of this, I'm going to fast forward it. Oh, yeah, me too, it, but, but it ended. It was, yeah, Yeah, it was so funny. I was like, oh, I liked it. So now, outside, <laughs> outside the theater, Lou meets Floyd Pepper out walking the drummer. Lou tries to tell Animal how much he enjoys his drumming, but it's not getting through. Floyd reminds Lou that you have to consider Animal a basic primitive man he translates Lou's compliment in a way that animal will understand it good drummer (laughs) Lou tells Lou tries to invite animal to go on the road with him but Floyd explains you couldn't get you couldn't get a long enough chain for that I don't know there's like just a lot of like little bits in this episode that like just do nothing for me I don't know this episode was fine this should have just been a Sesame Street guest that's all I have to say he did strike me more as a Sesame Street even guest even the song he did like yeah. in the like this felt like a season one episode a good season one episode but I feel like we've evolved past this style no of this episode. was fully a season one episode because there was an at the dance in it yeah and a talk spot. Wait. Dude, there was a talk spot. Are we at the at the dance yet? No. Okay, okay so I'll here we go. I'll save my comments. Swedish chef tells Scooter that he cannot go on. Uh, his act was supposed to be in the second half of the show, and he isn't ready yet. Scooter tells Kermit, who explains that they had to switch a few things around this week due to Fozzie's roller skating. He is still zipping around backstage out of control. The chef, Scooter, and Kermit watch in horror as he comes flying towards them. They move out of the way, and he rolls down the stairs and exits into the alley. Next, we move on to the Swedish chef, though. The chef demonstrates how to cook frog's legs with Robin the Frog as his dish. Oh, my God. This made me laugh out loud. I literally was like, "Ah!" That's what I'm saying. It's so funny. Like, some of the Muppet show, like, the bits with just the Muppets were great. Yeah. I don't think Lou was very well utilized. I don't know. I thought it was great. And he was like, Uncle Kermit. (laughs) Uncle Kermit was like, cancel this. Cancel this. Kermit stops him shouting, cut, cut. Robin yells, don't say cut, say stop. (laughs) (laughs) So then we go to add the dance. The first three jokes. Miss Piggy with beady eyes. Who was that? Yeah, who was that? We've never seen another female pig that doesn't look like Piggy. I hated her. That's like the the China Factory version. Yeah, right? Like, oh, you said you wanted a Miss Piggy doll. I got you, Miss Piggy doll. Here's that's Miss Piggy. "Mm, That's not Miss Piggy. That's Miss Ham or something. Like, like, you know, that's Miss Hammy. So at the dance, the first three jokes follow a rather monstrous theme. Okay, this at the dance was the best at the dance, though. The best at the dance. They finally figured it out in season two. A man dances with a cyclops. Another man dances with a Jaws aficionado. It was great. I loved that. Oh, did you like Jaws? And then like it just turns and it like is a shark. It was very funny. This at the dance was actually good. And Gonzo looks for the monster who swallowed his harmonica. When Gonzo entered, I went, Gonzo hasn't been in an episode in years. Yeah. Where has he been? And then the monster opened his mouth and it sounded like a harmonica. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. This next bit, would have guessed it was the UK spot. Kermit sings Ukulele Lady to Miss Piggy. Who sits on a crescent moon this in a grass skirt. This was the UK spot. This was not the UK spot. 
This was not the UK spot. Why? This was like... Why wasn't this the UK Kind of a dud. What was the know. UK spot? The at UK the dance? The UK spot was also a dud, though. Okay. So, Do you have anything about ukulele lady? No, I'm I, just that they sang a, a duet. It was fine. They should have played it, it like fine. Lucy and Ricky or something. This was weird that Scooter was in it as like a background character, not Scooter. You know what I mean? Like he was obviously a part of the sketch, not like Scooter interrupting a sketch or Scooter forcing himself into a sketch. Scooter interrupted. <laughs> he was like welcome. Why is he welcome? Fully dressed in costume and everything. I don't like that he was welcome in that sketch. Scooter ukulele. Scooter, go for... This is a Hawaiian-themed... I don't, I don't know. know about this. Anyway, let's skip this. The, the UK spot was Link Hogthrob singing Sunny Boy to a live piglet. This was... So this is Jim Henson. Fucking Link, bizarre. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about this. This, this is was, a UK spot. Okay, this was the UK spot? This yeah. is weird. This was very strange. Why did they make this the UK spot? I don't know why they made this in general. I I don't know how they managed to have Link hold a real pig either. I wonder how big that pig was. I feel bad for that pig. Me too. It was the best actor in this episode, though. <laughs> it just lays there like so... I don't know. What's Sunny Boy? Link sings Sunny Boy in the, to a live piglet Daddy on the UK boy, spot. Daddy Boy, Sunny Boy, British stuff. It is oh, just British stuff. Song, Donny Boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From 1928. When every American learns what pissing uh, the night away so is. That's so funny, yeah. I never thought about how like English that song is. Yeah. And that whole band is. Oh, I think Oh Danny Boy is an Irish thing. Yeah, the pipes, but I know, the pipes are yeah. calling. But I know that they're linked. I know they're linked. What? I know they're li- like the cultures are linked because it's like oh, so many yeah. Irish immigrants yes. like yeah. moved to what like Manchester and, and it's places a matter like of, that. Like, the size of states here, mm-hmm. you know, like it's the difference between us going to Pennsylvania versus going to I know <laughs> versus us going, you know, whatever. It is weird like that. Like even what would you consider the Pennsylvania of Europe to be? Of Europe. <laughs> I do not want to put that on yeah. any country yeah, in Europe. <laughs> um, but you know, like, I, I, we do tease me about this, but like when Liz and I went to London, we, on our honeymoon, before we went to London, we went to Edinburgh, Scotland, mm-hmm. and it was a six hour train ride. Mm-hmm. You know, I. And it's spelled, it's Edinburgh, but it's spelled like Edinburgh. Yes. And it's, that's the difference between going to, you know, Massachusetts for the day, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I've heard Scotland's a magical place. Yes, much like Massachusetts. <laughs> Massachusetts is magical. I like Massachusetts. I, I love do. Massachusetts. Provincetown is especially excellent. As far as like New England is concerned, Maine was cool in like the cities. Have you been to Rhode Island to see the houses? The I've mansions? never been to Rhode Island, no. I don't think I've even really stopped in Rhode Island. Mm. You know, like I've, been I've never gone it. to Maine, not yet, but I want to I go to Acadia. Acadia is it was beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. So, I'd love to try out those. I've been to New Hampshire most recently. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I literally loved it so much in New Hampshire. I never spent much time in New Hampshire either. It was, like, you know what? I like the vibe. Yeah. I like the, honestly, it was, like, really chill. When we stayed in Maine, I we stayed in what could only be described as, like, a very South Jersey section of oh. Maine. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, where, like, things to do are, like, far between, but it's kind of, like, almost... 
like rednecky. You yeah. want to say like, and you're like, oh, no, oh weird. We're red... so far north. Yeah. How could we see? There's rednecky. There's backwoods people. Like yeah, country. It's so strange. Yeah. And like, they have like a draw similar to oh, like yeah. the south. And you're like, you are so far north. What are you doing? <laughs> it's bizarre. Do they have like the southern version of like that new that like New England accent? Yeah, yeah. I can't explain it or do it, but yeah. it was there. Well, do you know that like Northampton, Massachusetts, is like one of the lesbian meccas of the United States? Really? Yeah, because that's where Smith College is. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I guess what's the other one? Um, Sarah Lawrence, right? Isn't that a big lesbian school? Is Sarah Lawrence a lesbian school? I think so. I think that was a, my that knowledge a, of that comes yeah. from the movie Ten Things I Hate About uh, You, where they accused um, Kat. Of wanting to go of, to... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sarah Lawrence is definitely like a school... Wasn't It's a school for women or historically... Is it just a school for women yeah. as well? So that yeah. makes sense. Well, Douglas College at Rutgers used to be a school for women. Yeah. Cook. Douglas, right? Now it's one it's school, yeah. One but thing. it used to just be Douglas. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I don't know. I know there's other ones. Uh, Bryn Mawr mm-hmm. is a, a girl, a women's school. We are like literally grasping oh. to not have to talk about Lou Rawls. You know, I thought you were talking so about funny. the time. No, no, I was no, like, no. Oh, we're no. fine on time. Oh yeah, I know because it's like he's kind of boring. He wasn't. I interesting. completely agree. I don't know why that is necessarily, but in our talk spot, which is next. Kermit asks Lou how he is able to sing jazz the way he does. Although Lou explains. Kermit still sounds square when he attempts it. He asks Lou to demonstrate, Ugh, but he can't. I hated this whole bit. He says that you can't sing jazz without soft lights, the right atmosphere, and a band. Kermit arranges all of these things and leaves the stage so that Lou can sing Bye Bye Blackbird with Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. The, the, the saving grace was Electric Mayhem and Dr. Teeth. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I really struggled to watch this one. To, like... To have it, let it keep my focus, you know? Like, I, could, I just... I didn't, like, once Kermit, like, oh, the, the whole vibe between Kermit and this guy, I was mm-hmm. just like, I don't like, I don't like their energy. I don't like their dynamic no. together. And we've had such a good run that it's like, it's disappointing to be like, it, My bored. focus wasn't fully in. What was your suggestion? What was JP's suggestion? Oh, I do have a note. You're right. You have let a me note. bring that up. Yeah. So, uh... One of our friends and listeners, JP, sent me this on Twitter the other day, and it made me laugh. So, the holidays have just passed, right? There's a Muppet holiday movie called A Merry Muppet Christmas Movie. It came out in 2002. And now there's this horrible fan theory (laughs) that Kermit basically let 9-11 happen. (laughs) Based on a scene from this movie. I don't even know, but... I will just say, based on knowing Kermit's personality as is, I believe it. You believe he would let he would let it happen. Nine Eleven was an inside job, and it was and Kermit, Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog yeah. was involved. So let's call this... Rosie O'Donnell and ask her. <laughs> <laughs> so Kermit did nine eleven refers to a fan theory that the existence of Kermit the Frog led to the fall of the Twin Towers and the events of nine eleven. It is based on a scene from the two thousand and two film A Merry Muppet Christmas Movie in which an angel shows Kermit the Frog what the world would be like if he had never been born. And coincidentally, the Twin Towers appeared during that sequence. <laughs> After the tidbit from of film trivia was pointed out in 2015, the theory circulated online in memes and fan posts. So this whole bizarre theory... I'm going to pull it up now from knowyourmeme.com. The origin. In 2002, the TV film A Merry Muppet Christmas... 
An angel shows Kermit. We just said all this part. During the sequence, Kermit is seen in front of the Twin Towers, which otherwise do not appear in the film. It is unclear when exactly the detail led to the conspiracy that Kermit's existence inadvertently caused the destruction of the towers. One of the earliest recorded posts jokingly joking about Kermit causing 9-11 appeared in August of 2013. So I guess basically um, a angel shows Kermit the way the world would have looked had he not been born. And this movie coming out in 2002 shows the Twin Towers still existing in New York. So with Kermit comes 9-11. Without Kermit comes no 9-11. Very interesting. JP thought you might like this fan. This, uh, I do, horrible, I do. I do like the conspiracy of it all. It is, a, it is, it is like a yes, and I and I believe it. And and I think, I think at one time, one day, I'll be able to ask him. Ker- you're going to ask Kermit. I'm going to ask Jim Henson. Oh, you're going to ask Jim. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey Jim. So okay, I know you were probably watching from the afterlife. 9/11 happened. Do you think that that would have happened if you hadn't created Kermit the Frog? Yeah. <laughs> like, does that mean Jim Henson created 9/11? I. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's a lot to put on the man. It is a lot. Poor guy. Poor guy. (sighs) Fozzie is finally ready to do his act, sort of. He apologizes to Kermit for taking so long, but states that roller skating is very, very difficult. He's so bottom heavy. He should so be able to... After that picture you showed me of him... For Valentine's Day, <laughs> he should be able to roller skate. It doesn't make no any problem. sense. Yeah, his yeah. legs are like tree trunks. It's not like a skeleton on skates where no. you're like just moving like bones. Yeah, with like like honestly, Big Bird. It makes no sense that he's able to skate so easily. He's got two getaway sticks. Yeah, and, and if a you huge fall, old bird body. Yeah, if you fall from up there, yeah, that's man. horrible. I'm really curious to see how Even Carol Spinney managed to roller skate. Hilarious with him. to see a full grown male adult. Fall on roller skates. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I broke my wrist rollerblading oh, in the no. eighth grade. Oh, Well, you weren't a full-grown man, so it wasn't funny yet. No, I was a child. Yeah, it wasn't funny. 9-11 had just happened, <gasps> harking back to 9-11. And, yeah, it hurt. You'll and always I remember. I just... Ew. Okay, okay. My That's wrist, disgusting. My wrist wasn't set properly, and that was me cracking my wrist. I just, I just remembered my... Um, my eighth grade history teacher being like, you'll always remember where you were. Yeah. My my mother knows where she was on D-Day. You'll Very tragically, know. yeah. We all remember. I definitely remember. What a horrifying thing to have to live yeah. through at 12. To be in a fucking assembly in a lunchroom of yeah. your middle school. They wouldn't tell us in our middle school what happened. Uh, kids just kept going home. And it's like, what? What's yeah, going on? people kept disappearing from my school, and eventually and they announced that it. something happened. And you're like, what does this mean? Yeah, I, we don't have time to unpack the trauma that is. Uh, I was so I remember I got off the bus see and my, the mo- my aunt was over my house, and my mom, my aunt, like I was like going down the block, and then I saw them, and I like ran to them, and I like ran into their arms, and I started crying. Yeah, you could see the smoke from where I live. Yeah. So I'm like, holy shit. And then, like, we went to the beach because we lived by the beach. And, yeah. And, like, all these papers were, you know. Just, like, debris from... Oh, yeah. Full debris on yeah. the beach right there and stuff like that. Oh. oh, yeah. It was bad. And then, of course, my dad was stuck in the city and uh-huh. could not get home. And you couldn't talk to people to figure out where the fuck they were either. Because no. the cell service at that time was so bad my or friend it was Melanie's, so overcrowded. At the time, my friend Melanie's dad was in the Twin Tower, Jesus one of the towers, Christ. and passed away. Uh-huh. Horrible. Everybody knew someone yeah, who was like, horrible. you know, unfortunately, like, it's it's nuts. Mm-hmm. Now, we're, really now we're talking about 9-11 instead of talking about Lou Rawls. 
Muppet Labs, Dr. Bunsen Honeydew presents his latest invention, a nuclear-powered shaver. In order to test it, Beaker must wear a lead helmet to protect his hair from nuclear fallout. This the was adorable. The weight of the adorable. helmet causes Beaker's head to shrink down in his shirt, thus eliminating any reason to shave. This was adorable. Um, oh I'm really, God. really pleased with the way they've added Beaker to this bit now. You know, Beaker in his early form is, is just as good as he is today. They always knew what to do with Beaker. It's great. And Benson. Well, ben, I guess Benson's different nowadays. I like old Benson, I think, better uh-huh. than new Benson. I think I agree with that because he's like a little bit... He's a little snarky. He's a little yes. cheeky. Yeah. yeah. In the newer form, I feel like he knows his deal too well like I think he still does seem like he's experimenting in these ones Mm -hmm. whereas in like the modern day it seems like he is deliberately fucking with with Beaker uh, Beaker. yeah Fozzie's comedy acts Fozzie performs funny jokes and figure eights he tries to perform his comedy act while roller skating but when he gets too fancy with his tricks he falls off stage this is another reason that makes me be like this is a season one episode fancy footwork i probably is like we're fully doing season one bits it's mm-hmm. bizarre like these are beats from season one when was the rita morano episode filmed well because you're... that episode doesn't seem like a season one episode to me no i wonder if that was very much towards the end but they just released no it. they did film it in this in 76 so. yeah yeah okay so then we go. I don't know. Like this was fine. I thought. What's next? I feel like St- I feel like Statler and Waldorf got a good one in on this, but I don't remember. Maybe I'm thinking of the final beat that they. Oh wait, Fozzie roller skated into like where they sit, but yeah. below, right? Yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. Next, we move on to Lou, backed by the Electric Mayhem, sings "You're the One" to Miss Piggy, making this the second song of the evening to be dedicated to her. Oh my god, you know what I forgot to mention in last week's episode about Elton, Elton John? Mm-hmm. Miss Piggy was in a pink afro. Did you catch that? Was she? Yeah. I do not remember Or is she that. in a pink afro now? I can't She's remember. not in a pink no, afro no, no. now. She was in a pink afro for no, Benny and, and the Jets. And this one, she's just sitting at like the table being Literally, serenaded. Literally, she's in a pink afro. Yeah. I have to look that. I have to go back to look at that. No. I will gladly rewatch the Elton John episode. Uh, Megan, I really don't feel like we've talked enough about this episode because I don't feel like there's really anything to say about this episode. Is it over yet? It's almost over. At closing, Lou Rawls and several others have joined Fozzie in his roller skating. I have to tell you, I was so happy when this episode was over. I feel terrible that, yeah. This is not a good episode. It was really, really rough. And it's funny because I'm like, this episode sucked for season two but was great for season one. You know? Mm -hmm. There's no way around it. It just was not the best. And... Mm -hmm. For that, I'm sorry that we made others watch that. If you guys are watching along with us. Well, in the book by season three, people were like begging to be on as guests. Really? Yeah. I guess that's why it's so heavy in season three. Like season and three Sherry is like Lewis, hitter, they hitter, wanted hitter. her to be a guest and I guess she never did. Oh, that's kind of a bummer. I know. Well, next week we're going to watch the Cleo Lane episode. Episode Who? 16. Cleo Lane. Cleo? Cleo. Or Cleo. Cleo. A woman named Cleo. Cleo Lane. Okay. Fozzie's mother comes to see the show, so Fozzie insinuates him in. Yeah, so Fozzie insinuates himself into as many insinuates. That doesn't make sense. Insinuates inserts himself. Yeah, that would make sense. Inserts, but it says here. So Fozzie insinuates himself into as many sketches and introductions as possible. After annoying everyone on the show, he looks up to the balcony and notices that his mother is fast asleep. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, that's not... I hate that. Not great. 
All right, let's see who Cleo Lane is. Cleo Lane is a British jazz singer. In 1978, Rolf the Dog appeared on Lane's self-titled miniseries. Interesting. On a miniseries. Lane is the only singer ever to have been not, ever to have been Grammy non- nominated in the pop, classical, and jazz categories. She was awarded the honor of Dame by Queen Elizabeth II in 1997. Come on, that's kind of cool. Are they going to make Jennifer Saunders a Dame? They oh, should. she should be. Come on. I mean, Don French should actually also be, but I think definitely they should be Jen. Dame together because they. Sh- for, first of all, you're 100 percent right. They yeah. should totally be Dame together, but they're like internationally famous yeah and absolutely fabulous alone beyond jen being in shrek and all the other Mm -hmm. things that she's done and in shrek though like is there a better performance of i need a hero than her version come on i know with this with the um auto tune yeah but but honestly like absolutely fabulous is such a gay influence on the world and and has brought british television Uh uh-huh Semi-mainstream. Because yeah. I'm not going to say everybody knows who French and Saunders are. I think, like, everybody's heard of it. Yeah. I would say. Like, even when I first really become great friends with you and you were like, you would talk about Absolutely Fabulous, I felt like it was something I had heard of. Yeah. But hadn't seen or knew. But, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. it was, like, in the zeitgeist of Like, Vicar of Dibley, stuff. I would, is a little bit more obscure. Yeah. A little bit more British. Mm-hmm. Staying, I guess, even though it was fil- it was shown in America. I mean, yeah. only reason I saw Vicar of Dibley is because they showed it on PBS. Yeah. It's so funny that PBS shows some of these things. Like, I remember skimming through the, you know, just channel surfing and finding Miranda. Red, Miranda, Red Dwarf. Yeah. Like, it's so strange. So many good shows. But I honestly think that Jennifer Saunders and Dawn French need to become dames. Mm-hmm. How do we, um, how do we, like... Do we make like a change dot org petition for this, or like what, two, what can we do to campaign? Two for that? Americans try to yeah. get two Brits to yes. become damned. Yeah, they should be though, man. Do they get swords? I think men maybe get the swords. Can, can we get call a sword? them swords? swords? Yeah, swords. You don't think Judy Dench is like rolling around with a sword in a scabbard? I watched side? that movie Tea with the Dames or whatever. What's, it was oh, it was oh, funny. Yeah. I didn't finish with it, like though. Maggie Smith and. Yeah. The, and the rest. And the rest. It was good. <laughs> and the rest. No, it was good. That was good. But I honestly, I would like to watch another Tea with the Dames, but have Don French and Jennifer Saunders there. Add, added to the fold. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess look out for our change.org um, <laughs> petition to get them damed. French and, and Saunders. Uh, join us next week for the Cleo Lane episode. You can follow us along on Instagram and Twitter at ITTWTM. Uh, we have t-shirts for sale. Send us... Why don't you just, like, message us? If you enjoy the show, review well, the JP show. Well, JP messaged us. Thank yeah. you, JP. Send us a message. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. And until next time... Tell us how much we don't know about British culture. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I noticed... Honestly, we do have a couple, like, like pretty loyal listeners, it seems, in, like, Ireland and England. Yeah. So I am a little worried to hear their opinions on our opinions about mm-hmm. French and Saunders. French and Saunders. <laughs>